The Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's The Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to The Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susanna Wexby is cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 2nd of April, the 92nd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 273 days until the end of 2022. Ooh, today is International Children's Book Day. If you're a parent, you know the importance of reading to your child and, moreover, the joy of it. Some of my fondest memories are of my little one snuggled up next to me as I read her a book, or several, as she always wanted more than one. And then when they discover books they can read, and you watch them sounding out words and see how proud they are to be able to read, and then choosing books at the library, those were good moments for me. Were they, or are they, for you? We've got a lot on the show today. Women to salute, letters to read, Olia's happy moment, and music from Erwan. So, let's get straight to the quiz. On the 5th of March, we had an early tribute to International Women's Day, which is celebrated every year on the 8th of March, and to that end, the quiz was about the holiday. As I noted then, International Women's Day has a long history, with different countries proposing a Women's Day in the early 20th century. I asked you to do a little research and find out when the earliest version of Women's Day occurred, who organized it, and in which country. The answer is, according to the United Nations article Background, International Women's Day, the earliest version of Women's Day was organized by the Socialist Party of New York in New York City on February 28, 1909. Then, at the 1910 International Socialist Women's Conference, the German delegates proposed an annual Women's Day, which was adopted by various countries over the years... International Women's Day became a global holiday when it was added to the calendar of official United Nations Days in 1977. While we're on Women's Day, I'd like to acknowledge an outstanding woman who just happens to be an RFI English listener, Dr. Himalata Nomula. She came to my attention in 2013 when her brother Srinivas wrote an essay for us declaring her his ordinary hero. She became my hero, too. And Srinivas and I have kept up a warm correspondence since then and have become extended family. Why is Dr. Hemalata Nomula a hero? Because in 1973, when she received her medical degree, and there's another ordinary hero behind that, her mother, who sent a girl to med school in the late 60s. Hats off to Mother Kusalya. But when Dr. Himalata Nomula received her medical degree, instead of heading for the big city and a big salary, she decided to provide care to the poor in rural communities. She founded a clinic at Vavilala, a small village in the Karimnagar district in Telangana state. And not only has she kept the community healthy all these years, she inspired villagers to not only embrace being parents of girls, but to educate them. That had not been the case before they met Dr. Namula. 
Dr. Namula is recognized for the great woman she is in India. Last year, she was awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award by the Women Leadership Awards Council. And this year, on International Women's Day, Elder Sister, as she is known by her patients and me, was honored by the governor of Telangana State for her work amongst the poorest in rural communities. Congratulations, Elder Sister, and congratulations to Honorable Mother Kusalya for her foresightedness. Nothing but good news here. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI Listeners Club members Rashid Dahmani from Masila, Algeria, and Tasneem Sala from Nilfamari, Bangladesh. Hailing from Harjuma, Estonia, there's Arna Tem, and from Kerala State in India, Radhakrishna Pillai N. Last but certainly not the least, RFI English listener Lata Kondakar from Bogura, Bangladesh. Congratulations, winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. This past Sunday, as you well know, Hollywood held its annual Academy Awards ceremony. The stars were all a glitter. Did you look at the dresses? I did, of course. I never really see anything I find absolutely beautiful, though. Do you? So the stars were all fitted out in their designer gowns and jewels as they strutted down the red carpet, hopeful to walk out with the golden statuette given to winners, the Oscar. Of course, we covered it for you, especially as there was a bit of scandal attached when actor Will Smith stormed the stage and slapped comedian Chris Rock for a, I think, pretty tasteless and very hurtful joke about Smith's wife's health. Jada Pinkett Smith has an autoimmune disease called alopecia, which causes baldness. She's dealt with it by adopting a very chic, close-cropped haircut. Rock made a joke about her hair, or rather lack of it, and got slapped by her husband for it, who later apologized for getting carried away. But gossip or dresses is not what the question is. In RFI English journalist Michael Fitzpatrick's article, Will Smith Slaps Chris Rock at Oscars Ceremony, Coda Takes Top Prize, I want you to tell me about the film Coda, which won Best Picture. It's based on a French film, And there's your question. What is the name of the original French film which the Americans adapted for their version called CODA? And what is the film about? What does the acronym CODA, C-O-D-A, mean in America? Again, what is the name of the French film from which the Best Picture Award, the movie CODA, was adapted? And what is the movie about? What does the acronym CODA stand for? in America. To help you with the answer, I've put the link to Michael Fitzpatrick's article on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages. You have until the 2nd of May to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on May 7th to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your 
quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336-3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. Listening to the Sound Kitchen on Radio France International. From the Sound Kitchen mailbag, a letter from RFI English listener and essayist Oewole Ibironke Abosede. Ibi is a member of the Radio Zeter Club and lives in Lagos, Nigeria. She wrote about a woman she greatly admires, Omo Yeni Ani Kulapo Kuti. Here's what Ibi wrote about as she says, the youth in a woman of inexhaustible energy and vitality. Omo Yeni Ani Kulapo Kuti, also known as YK Power, is the first child of the legendary Afrobeat maestro Fela Ani Kulapo Kuti and Remy Taylor. Yeni is a dancer, choreographer, singer, and media personality. She was educated at the Nigeria Institute of Journalism. She danced with Femi Kuti, her brother, and the Positive Force Band, who you're listening to right now, for almost 20 years and manages the New Africa Shrine, which sponsors the annual Celebration. Celebration, which is now a global event, celebrates her father, Fela Anikulapo Kuti. At 60, Yeni is a grandmother and a true African matriarch. She's a woman full of inexhaustible youthfulness and vigor. She is fashionable and loves to look good, just like her late father. Many testify to her kindness, simplicity, and generosity. Thanks, E.B. And now, as promised, it's time to get happy. Here's Olya. Just take a pinch of inspiration, a bunch of good vibes, a drop of creativity, and sprinkle it with sunshine. And there you have the perfect recipe for a happy moment. Hello, Sun Kitchen listeners. Ollie Horton from the RFI English team. I hope you are well. This week, my happy moment is going to include animals, people, and music. A few weeks ago, I went to a show in Paris with my daughter. It was a surprise gift for her birthday. It was a magical moment for many reasons. The first being that it was so nice to be able to enjoy a live show without wearing a mask. After such a long period of COVID restrictions, things felt almost normal again. Secondly, it felt as if we were transported into another time and place, thanks to a mesmerizing combination of sound, light, costumes and thrilling acrobatics. Welcome to Zingaro, the equestrian cabaret created by Bartabas, a famed French horseman and theatre director. Zingaro means gypsy, and it sums up the exuberant, globe-trotting spirit of this unique form of entertainment. We were firstly welcomed into the theatre's antechamber, a wooden structure in the shape of a circus big top. 
The walls and ceilings here are covered with colourful costumes from previous shows. Japanese kimonos sit next to lifelike stuffed black bears, fake of course, while strange masks and other props loom in the lamp-lit shadows. Next, the audience was ushered into a second big top for the performance. After crossing a courtyard and climbing up the wooden stairs, we walked over the top of the stables, glancing down to see the horses waiting patiently in the stalls below. The lights were dimmed and the air was filled with the smell of hay and something else. Mmm, spicy mulled wine. Like the kind you find at traditional Christmas markets. The candlelit arena set the scene for a show called Cabaret de l'Exil, Cabaret of Exile, a celebration of the Yiddish culture and klezmer music of the Eastern European Jewish communities. The riders raced, trotted, pranced and danced, each as talented as the next, completely in harmony with their surroundings and at one with their beautiful horses. Some wore colourful costumes, others wore elaborate headdresses in the shape of birds or dogs. All the while, the musicians from the group Pretty Mishmash sang and played, sometimes haunting, sometimes joyful melodies, taking the audience on a mysterious journey through time, accompanied by a narrator who spoke Yiddish and English. What made me happy was seeing such exceptional talent in such a unique setting. How wonderful it was to see people so passionate about sharing culture as a message of hope and peace. What about you? Do you have a happy moment to share with your fellow Sound Kitchen listeners? Don't be shy. You can send them to the Sound Kitchen or get in touch through Facebook. You can leave a message on the Sound Kitchen answering machine or you can go ahead and record your happy moment and send it to us attached in an email. All the addresses and phone numbers you need can be found on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com. When you record, just make sure you hide under a blanket. It makes for better sound quality. That's all from me this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Ollie Horton. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now. Before we go, my colleague Zenit Hansrod has something exciting to tell you about. It's Epoch Time. RFI Planet Radio is sponsoring a video contest, and we want you to take part. Planet Radio is an RFI department which reaches out to remote populations around the world. We are looking for a three-minute video about climate change, the environment, pollution, as told by the people it affects. Your project can be intergenerational, that is, talk to your grandfather, your auntie, someone older in your community, and ask them how they feel about what is happening to their surroundings, or even to the place where they grew up. Your project can also be about you or people your age and how you feel about climate change, given that your future will be affected by this phenomenon. For competition guidelines, go to the Sound Kitchen page on our website rfienglish.com or the Facebook pages of RFI English, the Sound Kitchen, the RFI English Clubs or the RFI Listeners Club. You can also write to us at english.service at rfi.fr if you need more help. I repeat, you can write to english.service at rfi.fr. The deadline for entries is the 1st of May 2022. 
So, time to get creative and send us what you've done. Thank you, Zena. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and expertise in mixing the show. And thanks to you for listening. Be sure to tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about Nigeria's foreign affairs minister. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. You know, Erwan likes to stretch our ears by playing music we most probably have not heard before, which is a good idea after all. The critics of the time did not like Beethoven, so we must all keep our minds open to what is happening out there musically. Today, Erwan is taking us on a journey to Michel Portal's musical world. Michel Portal is a contemporary French jazz composer, saxophonist, and clarinetist. The online music resource All About Jazz calls Portal, and I quote, one of the architects of modern European jazz. It's noted in the liner notes of the album that this piece is reminiscent of a night in Andalusia, Spain. Can you hear that? Let me know. Thanks, Erwan, for another musical discovery. Talk to you all next week.
Thank <laughs> you.